Welcome to AudioPie's English Literature and Language Show. You can dip into huge chunks of over 19 series for free and learn on the go. Happy listening, everyone. Welcome to episode two of the Audio Pie podcast series on the strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. In the last episode, we introduced you to the plot of the story and talked about its genre. Now we're going to consider the time that it was written in. If you're going to write good literary analysis, it is crucial that you understand the context in which a book was written. Whilst it is possible to consider a book without fully researching the social and historical elements surrounding it, to do so would only paint half the picture. After all, literature is not only a form of artistic expression; it is also a vital mode of understanding major cultural and historical issues. So, before we get into the context under which this book was written, let's take a moment to consider exactly what context is. Context, by definition, means the circumstances under which something is formed or created. That can mean anything from recent events through to political and spiritual beliefs. To keep it simple, most contexts can be broken down into either historical or sociological categories. Historical contexts ask us to consider both what has come before the book and also what was going on at the time of writing. Even if a book is only a few years old, it still has a history that can be considered. But the older a book is, the richer and more interesting its historical context becomes. That's because books, particularly great books, are not only the products of history; they can also have an impact on history themselves. Always take the time to consider what the potential impact of a book would have been at the time of its publishing, as well as what might have happened in that time to result in it being written. For instance, we can decipher a lot about Victorian London from the works of Charles Dickens, just as we can understand what it might be like to have lived in the deep American South through the works of Mark Twain. Sociological context is our second category. This concerns itself with the kinds of people, thinkers, and beliefs that existed at the time of a book's writing. So, for example. We can understand contemporary issues surrounding gender equality and sexuality by reading *The Handmaid's Tale* by Margaret Atwood, or we can understand issues of class and race by reading Zadie Smith's *White Teeth*. The major sociological contexts you should consider for this book include religion, morality, and science. As we suggested earlier, a piece of literature can have a sociological effect as well as a historical one. Indeed, often books are written to wrestle with certain popular beliefs of ideas of the time. That's certainly true of the strange case of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. When you're writing about this novella for assessment, displaying a clear understanding of these social and historical contexts shows that you have engaged with the text in several ways and will boost the overall impact of your paper. So, what kind of context should you be aware of for this book? Firstly. Consider the genre which it belongs to. We've already recognised that this novella belongs to the Gothic horror school, with traces of detective fiction and sensation fiction. The latter half of the 19th century saw a significant rise in the demand for novels which surprised and terrified their readers. 
Quick, accessible literature was the entertainment of choice during the 19th century. Serialised publications such as Dickens' Pickwick Papers in 1836, for example, did very well, as did the phenomenon of the Penny Dreadful illustrated series, which focused on gothic tales and highwaymen capers. The popularity of cheap, exciting and accessible fiction during the Victorian period is perhaps epitomised by the casebooks of Sherlock Holmes at the end of the century. The strange case of Dr Jekyll and Mr Hyde emerged at a crucial period of the history of literary publication. It was published after the Industrial Revolution, a time of serious technological advancement that, amongst other things, had resulted in the creation of large-scale printing presses. As a result, it became possible to publish texts in unprecedented numbers. This increase in supply meant that for the first time, the lower classes had access to books and works of fiction of a broad scale. This explosion of supply led to an increased demand and birthed a new kind of book, the sensation novel. Sensation fiction drew on melodramas for inspiration, but quickly began to look to crime, romance and gothic writing as well. These novels often tackled social anxieties at the time, using allegory and abstract ideas. Sounds familiar. Yes, Stevenson absolutely drew on the methods of sensation fiction when writing Dr Jekyll and Mr Hyde. At the time of its writing, the Victorians were battling with a number of anxieties. Scientific advancement was throwing things that had been considered absolute, like religion and identity, into doubt. On top of this, the growth of Britain's empire meant that new exotic tales were being brought back from across the world. This in turn saw the rise of racial sciences, which began to theorise ideas regarding racial superiority. This was the age of Darwin, and there was a significant swell in theories regarding evolutionary development, some of which suggested that non-white Europeans were primitive and significantly lower on the evolutionary scale. Consequently, there was an increased sense of anxiety across the Victorian period to restore a sense of balance and control. Science, religion, control and the unknown. All topics present in Dr Jekyll and Mr Hyde. All inspired by the world which Stevenson was inhabiting as an author. Nowhere are Victorian conflicts and contexts more pronounced than in the novella's consideration of our public and private selves – Namely, how we behave when we can be seen by anyone, versus how we behave when we are alone. Victorian society ideals were ones of self-control and repression of passions. We will see these ideals perfectly represented in the character of Utterson, who we'll speak about in a future episode. Many of these ideals were taken from the Christian religion, but even this once solid pillar of morality and knowledge had been shaken by the discoveries of Charles Darwin – Darwin's book, The Origin of Species, had rocked Victorian civilization to its core. Through science, Darwin had shown that human beings had more than likely evolved from the very primitive creatures which they considered themselves superior to. This revelation and the realisation that the Victorians were not as removed from beasts as they once thought saturates Dr Jekyll and Mr Hyde. In fact, it is exactly that bestial nature Jekyll is trying to extract when he first creates Hyde. The challenge of science to religion was real as well. Whereas previously mysticism and belief in God was seen as the primary source of knowledge, science was beginning to get a grip on the general populace. With science making new arguments and challenging religion, the Victorians were beginning to question Christian dogma and wonder if there weren't other, 
less repressive ways to live their lives. These Christian ideals had driven people to concealing their vices, enjoying them in private wherever they can. It's the reason why Utterson avoids the theatre, because it's a public kind of enjoyment, and why he drinks spirits alone to dull his taste for wine. Hyde, on the other hand, enjoys his vices in public as much as he can. Indeed, we rarely encounter him in private at all. Considering this in the context of Victorian society, we could infer that Stevenson is saying something about the potential outcome of repression in private for too long. All of the contacts we've spoken about today are weaved into Stevenson's novella. Jekyll and Hyde represent the battle between the public and private self. Utterson and Hyde represent the clash between the Victorian gentleman and a less civilised man. Make sure when analysing the text to remember where these themes have come from and why they arose in the first place. It will strengthen your analysis and enhance your enjoyment of the story. That's all for today. Join us next episode when we'll be taking a look at the structure and form of this novella and how it influences the narrative. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to search for and listen to the next episode in the series to build your topic knowledge. Hit the Acast Plus link in the show description to become a premium supporter and unlock access to every episode in every series for as long as you need. We also make GCSE and A-level content for history, RE, sociology and psychology. Happy listening, everyone.